Welcome back, guys. It's Trey Slato. And Josh Bishop. And we're here with a, another episode of 2B Crew. It's been a week, but we've been kind of busy. You know, we graduated from college uh, the other day, actually, with the amid all this coronavirus. How's that been, Josh? And how's everything going? Um, It was fun, but it's, it is hard to not think about what it would have been. Um, you know, just looking at Grady Sports, Quentin did an amazing job. Our producer did, and he, he did an amazing job for our class, um, putting together a draft style highlight for everyone, essentially. Um, and it was so good. I think it was as good as a Zoom slash YouTube call could have been. But it is hard to not think about what could have been. I know I'm having trouble moving on, I think, past the college stage because there's just so many things that I wanted to do that we can't. Um, but you know, the one lesson we're learning is to just appreciate things that we took for granted. Like yet yesterday or today, even I went to little Italy for the first time. I don't even know when. And I just like sat down in a corner booth by myself or no, my, my girlfriend was there, but like just me and her was hardly anybody around. I just ate two pieces of pizza and it was like the best thing ever to just go to little Italy and have a Mountain Dew and some pizza. Yeah, no, I mean, the things that we take for granted, I mean, to be honest with you, I literally the pizza is kind of trash for pizza, but it's the little things, you know, the things that we wished that we could have done more often and we didn't really get the chance for because last couple months with everything going on coronavirus. But yeah, you don't like you don't like little Italy. It's okay. It's okay. I think there's just a lot better <laughs> pizza places in Athens. I mean, pizza in general in Athens is just not that amazing. But I think uh, uh, what my one of my favorite is Amici's. I love Amici's pizza. I also like uh, what's it called? The place that other one Star Starland Starland Starland's great. Um, yeah. So if you I do like those places, those two places, if it's a little more expensive, but I mean, like I guess even like cheap pizza, like there's no such thing as bad pizza as long as it's not burned. Uh, I think I think the reason I like Little Italy is almost it's almost the um, just the atmosphere oh, of the place. It's yeah, kinda like you know, small, almost cr- grungy. <laughs> I don't know. Just it's kind of cheap. It's it's more the I guess the atmosphere, and I also like that they have the really thick Sicilian pizza. Oh, too. those are good. Those are good. I like. I think it's. I mean, it is what it is. You know, like there's a lot of a night when uh, a drunk night in Athens ended in. A little Italy sliced pizza. I I never was a big <laughs> fan of that, but I liked DP Dough. That's probably my go-to place after a long night, uh, two three a.m. Those uh, buffer zone calzones are something that I will cherish for the rest of my life. Uh, memories of eating that uh, will be in my mind forever with all my friends. It was great. DP Dough was really good. I didn't go there very much though because. It was just hard to park there. Oh it's yeah, like at the, the uh, downtown. It, it's too far out of the way. I'll be honest. If you guys ever go get the chance to go to uh, Georgia's campus, DP Doe's location is pretty weird. It's right next to that CVS, and I, yeah. I remember it a lot because I went there a lot with a lot of my friends freshman year um, after downtown because it was on our way back to the dorms because we were at Boggs. So basically, it was you know when you go to Boggs. DP Doe was on the right side of it. Like, you know, it's on that yeah. path. It's like a mile away mm-hmm. from Boggs. So it was pretty easy to go there because, you know, my friends lived in Boggs and like uh, so, like the other similar style dorms. And, uh, you know, there's just a lot of college memories that you take for granted that, you know, now it's like one of those things where we want it to happen again, but we're adults now. Like it, it it's crazy to think about that we're graduated, you know? It is really crazy to think about. Um, and like I said, it doesn't, it almost feels like there isn't a lot of closure 
because um that's just the biggest thing and a lot of my like my girlfriend a lot of her friends are here um they're like taking grad picks and i don't know just doing stuff that makes it feel like the end at least to some semblance but a lot of my guy friends just kind of left and never came back so when i'm here a lot of it's just kind of either being with my girlfriend or being by myself and it, it just feels so strange it, it does not feel like we're ending um but hopefully we'll get to do it later and uh i mean everything happens i think i, I believe that everything happens for a reason so there's got to be a point to it and and we're we're learning we're learning plenty of stuff from it i think so too i haven't been to athens since january um since like the night i left or the day i left after the the party um and no you can't you came once when we uh recorded oh yeah, yeah, yeah i forgot about that but I, I was there just to record and come back i didn't even go to the campus or anything like that even my apartment i didn't even go to like my apartment when i left it i left uh, i i kept my door locked and i kept my bathroom locked just because i hate you know i lived on the bottom floor i hated having people use my bottom floor so i was like i'm not gonna have that happen um so they probably they probably opened it by now dude. probably but i mean like i mean you know <laughs> I, i'm hoping they didn't i just i i for a guy i'm gonna be honest my bathroom is impeccably clean uh, I appreciate that. No, I think having a clean bathroom makes a big difference. Oh, I think so too. I mean, like, it's just it's better when you have friends over, whoever. And I don't like having that, uh, like, nasty feel of my bathroom. You know, it, it, it's just it's just weird to me. Like, I'm probably gonna come up to Athens this next week, collect my stuff, some of my stuff, and start slowly taking stuff back. Maybe see some friends. If you're in town, I'll probably come swing by. But I, I, I'm just, it feels weird because I feel like, you know, I'm technically done with school. I have a class left in summer to, take, to finish my minor. But I mean, I, I got out of there basically in three and a half years, basically. I mean, I took online PE this semester and I got internship credit for this. But the hardest thing I had to do was write a 10-page paper in my internship experience, even though it has nothing to do with marketing. So like usual, I BS that paper. I started it Saturday. It was due this Monday. I finished it Sunday night at like 5.45 or whatever. And I was like, yeah. wow, like that was the last paper potentially that I'll ever have to write for college. I mean, I'm guessing I'll probably have to do some stuff for this summer class, but um, yeah. What like, summer class do you uh, have? I'm taking sports event management, unfortunately. Oh, dude, I just took that. How was it? Uh, I mean, it was. is it with Lepke? I have no idea. I'm going to be honest, but probably. Literally everything was fine other than the final paper. The final paper was kind of tedious. It's 20 pages between your group. Are you serious? Oh, well, that's not yeah. that bad. I don't know. I mean, No, like, I, I mean, get... it's not the amount's not bad. It's just getting five different people to write a cohesive Oh, yeah. Unit. I mean, like, but you know me at this point. Like, my GPA is pretty set. We finished with above a three. Um, that's all that matters. I got through all the struggle of the horrific business classes I took and disliked accounting one, accounting two, finance, business 4,000. And uh, I got out of there with a marketing degree, a certificate in sports media with Josh, and then a uh, hopefully a minor in sports management. So it feels weird because I feel stagnated almost. I don't know. I've been feeling that lately a lot, just being stuck at home, uh, not being able to do anything. Like you can't move on to the next part of your life if you're just at home. Like I'm looking for a job in sports media, like basketball reporting and stuff like that. Just Josh knows, but it's it's a weird feeling because like you can't really be an adult until you're really out on your own again. And I like Thanks. the idea of being by myself. I mean, I love my family and all that, but it, it, I'm pretty individualized. I guess, I guess you'd say I'm pretty uh, independent. And uh, I think that's 
what's been weird just being stuck at home, you know, like you can't really do as much, you know, and like see friends and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I haven't seen anybody in person friends wise besides you guys. And then I saw Yush's girlfriend, Nathra, who's one of my best friends since like high school, um, like a couple weeks ago. So that was good to see her. Um, but besides mm-hmm. that, those are the only two people I've seen in person. Like I've been like craving the in face, like uh, face to face, like friendship stuff that, you know, uh, COVID-19 has, has deprived of, of, I haven't seen anybody since January, really. That absolutely sucks for you, man. I hate it. Um, hopefully that can change soon. Who knows? But we've been on introductions for about nine minutes. So I think we should probably, um, get into some basketball talk. I think to be honest with you, the only basketball I've really been keeping up with is the same thing as everyone else is the last dance. And uh, I was not able to, this is pretty funny, was not able to watch it um, live this past Sunday because I was at my girlfriend's house and her family just does not care about sports at all. And yes, and they also don't really appreciate cussing uh, on television very much either. So <laughs> so I just kind of played it low, laid low, and I'm like, I'll just watch it later because I didn't want to start, you know, like any, I don't want them to not like me basically. Uh, my girlfriend's not that way. Like she could easily handle it, and I think she's watched some of it with me and enjoyed it. But yeah, yeah, she's been retweeting uh, some of our uh, podcasts, which we appreciate. Yeah, so you know, but I, she's fine. But I didn't want to like make her dad mad or something. I don't know how he feels about the NBA or whatever. If he likes it or he doesn't like it, dude. I I I don't think I he don't likes know basketball. What I do without sports, I don't know what I do without sports. To be They're, quite honest. They watch. They watch a lot of political TV. Jesus, I, I absolutely hate it. But they they they, uh, they watch it. So it's it's really more her sister. I think in her, it's like her sister and her dad, and then her aunt who's like hardly ever there. But her mom and her other sister and her do not care about it. But her dad and her middle sister are kind of the head honchos of the house. I feel like just in terms of their demeanor. So that's kind of like what tends to be on. Or they they also like like nature shows and stuff. I mean, Dude, not I, my thing, but I, a lot of people like those. Thing, but I'm not gonna knock it. Not gonna knock it. A lot of people like it. But let's let's break uh, let's break down what we saw. So initial reactions. Dude, um, we had I, the, I, I like the entire way of thinking. You know, I, like, this is like getting to see Jordan from the lens that he gave. I think I was it was I was fascinated by it because it's one of my like favorite documentaries because it's i i don't have the hero worship for jordan that a lot of people have because you know i didn't grow up in the 90s but i'm not a lebron fan by any means i still believe jordan's the goat so i think it was interesting because like i my favorite part of that episode was probably when the security guard like beat him in that like coin game gambling thing where you're supposed to get as close to the wall without touching the wall and he does the jordan shrug that was the most baller thing i've ever seen a white guy do in my entire life that was really funny i saw the memes on twitter of that before i actually got the chance to watch the episode and i was like what is this guy like why is he trending on twitter and then i watched the episode i'm like this is fantastic i didn't even notice that he was mimicking the jordan shrug dude i didn't he did it to that his is so face. funny he that did it to so his face funny. and now that i look back he totally was like ah yeah he that did it to his face, and that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen anybody do, ever. The absolute balls and uh, props to that guy. I mean, rest in peace to him, because I was reading a story about him talking about how he was like part of like the narcotics 
uh, unit in Chicago and stuff like that. He had a really cool life and stuff Dang. like that. And he like tra- uh, crashed Jordan's car and like they were friends and stuff like that. He seemed like he lived a good life, you know. He was in the Chicago narcotics. Yeah, bro. I mean, you know that it gets crazy. I'm sure for him, seeing Michael Jordan, you know, being his security guard and like helping them, helping around was probably a piece of cake. Probably. Jeez, no wonder Jordan hired him. <laughs> um, I think my initial reactions from this week was just the like the awe I felt of the USA basketball team. Dude, just yes. Loving everything about that. Um, I think few things about you know the olympics get me more excited or if i mean nothing really makes me more excited than usa basketball usa basketball is great because usa is just so good um we have the best coaches the best players and i mean that's it's just one thing where all of america you know different views alike come together and we just like cheer on what is one of our most dominant sports i i love it because it's one of those things where like Every single country in the world gives the U.S. its best shot to try and take him down. And most of the yeah. time, it doesn't work. But And it definitely didn't work in the, the 92 Dream Team. You know, they were no. disgustingly good. But, like, it's interesting to see how Canada has gotten a lot better. Spain has a pretty good team on their own, filled with a lot of role players and some quality all-stars. You know, back in the day when Mark and Paul Gasol were in their primes. And it seems like, you know, a lot of those Eastern European countries in general seem to give the U.S. some fits just because they have a much better way of playing together than the U.S. superstars do, you know, and which I give them major props. You know, they they take advantage of the fact that they have that cohesion the U.S. doesn't and they try to make up for that big talent gap in between the players. Yeah, and sometimes they do, uh, especially I think. I think FIBA the last time FIBA happened. That that was just a rough team. I mean, everyone likes to blame the Celtics, but I'm not going to blame the Celtics for that one. Well, I mean, the whole team didn't really play well. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the cohesion was weird, man. I mean, like... I mean, Joe Harris was a starter, man. Yeah, Joe Harris. That's what I'm saying. It's No offense to Joe Harris, three-point god, but... No, he's 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 an incredible NBA role player, but, I mean, if we were to list him on the... If we ranked shooting guards in the NBA, he'd be nowhere near the top. You know, whereas these other countries were sending the best they had to offer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, uh, absolutely. America doesn't seem to care about FIBA as much, which I guess I guess I understand why they just well, care a lot more about the Olympics. It's because the rules favor international play, and people like hate to see the U.S. lose. And FIBA is the one stage where there's a much higher chance of the U.S. losing than anybody else like every time the u.s loses on that stage people make excuses and make people make these like remarks or like oh it's a different solid brand of basketball it's, it's not this it's not that and like people like to act like it's not as important as the olympics which it's probably not but i mean it's still a big stage um and i think that the reason why americans are kind of hate fiba compared to the olympics is just because there's a higher chance of the u.s losing on that team stage i, I also hate it just because more because I guess maybe the American players don't value it and they just won't show up. Like I, I was excited for, I get excited for FIBA every year it comes, it comes around and I feel like I'm always disappointed because none of the best players want to play. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm but like, I, why don't you want to play? I think, I think it's one of those things where like they just want to do something else. You know I mean? Like the Olympics is a the thing they care about. And if they like guys like LeBron and like all these other guys who go deep in the playoffs every year, it takes a toll on their body and you know, and I feel like yeah. that year off in the playoffs really helped LeBron this year. I mean, he went off. It seemed like. Mm-hmm. 
And he was an MVP contention with Giannis, which he's 36 years old, 35 years old. That man is old, you know? Like, there's no reason for him to be this good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just going back to the entire doc, I, I was in awe. And I that like that soundbite of I had, like, all the qualifications, but I just wasn't chosen uh, that Isaiah Thomas did. It was memed to death on my timeline. It was oh, so yeah, funny. I saw it, too. It was so funny. It, it was somebody who, like, put that up to, uh, like, when I apply for jobs out of college. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that is so relatable. How do, you, how do you feel about Isaiah getting left off? I, I think it was bullshit, to be quite frankly. It was BS. I think that everything Jordan is saying is false. Like, I think he definitely did stuff back in the day. Maybe it was exaggerated, and maybe it wasn't as bad as you know, everyone makes it out to be, but like, he doesn't seem like he was well liked by a lot of the guys. I say Thomas seems like one of those classic, like snake charmers. Like he reminds me of Katie, yeah. you know, you like him at first and then the more you get to know him, he just kind of seems like a jackass, you know? I think he was, when he was like kind of to be as great as he was on the, on the bad boys, like he was the, the leader of what was considered the bullies of the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. And I, in you know that as the best player on that team, he had a lot of say about the culture of that team. You know, he cre- him and Lane Beer and those guys, they created the culture of that team. And, I mean, they're going back on to the highlights, and you're seeing Larry getting in fights and Magic getting in fights and MJ getting in fights and Patrick Ewing. Getting, it, I mean, like you said, it just seemed like nobody really – everybody respected him. He's, he's you know, his top, top five point guard ever. Uh, and that's undoubted, but it didn't seem like many people really liked having him around. Yeah, I mean, and I've heard better? a lot of stories about that from from people who aren't even in basketball that just say that you know he's like you said he's kind of a snake charmer. He's a little bit shady. Yeah, yeah. I, I sometimes wonder like if that that was fair to him. I mean, like obviously that brand of basketball is not the best brand of basketball. But I feel like the problem Isaiah always faced is the reason he was he was playing against the, top, the three faces of that dream team. Jordan, Magic, Bird. Bird at that point was having a back issue that he was barely really like, you know, able to play through. And Magic was, you know, on the tail end of his career and Jordan was at the peak of his powers, I'd say. Um and if you piss off the three-headed monster, it, it's hard to really get on the same footing for everybody else to back you, you know? You have to kind of be well-liked by everybody to even have a chance to come on the roster. And I think that was just the issue. He was not well-liked by the top three players and the three, like, faces of the Dream Team, and that was the reason why he was left off. I listened to, um, I'm not even done with it, but I was listening to the Starters podcast of them recapping it, and they were basically saying that it didn't even matter if <clears throat> the whole team didn't like him. All it would have taken was Michael and that like they didn't know if Michael was telling the truth about it but they're like if you go back to that time and just think about the influence that he had like if Michael said it's Isaiah or me there's not a coach on planet earth that would have said well we'll take Isaiah you know there's not there's not a person on planet earth if if Isaiah Thomas was the coach he would have taken Michael Jordan so it, i i mean it, it does suck for Isaiah but it's, it's not like he doesn't have other accolades. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I it's one of those things, like, if I could go back anywhere in time to watch a basketball, like, scrimmage, it would be the 92 Dream Team scrimmage. Just getting to see, like, Magic and Jordan dueling off like that was crazy. And I feel bad for Christian Leitner because 
like no one remembers him besides the 92 dream team and his like shot in duke you know like his nba career was kind of forgettable for how much hype he had coming out of college you know and to be honestly you don't even know what he did in the nba he was just kind of like uh like i don't know his career average numbers like let me see this i don't think they were that great i mean like everyone remembers him for his duke uh years i actually went to school with his niece um and she was like telling me about him. Yeah, his career average is twelve and twelve and six, like you know thirteen and not thirteen and seven. Really, not bad. But I mean, like for the amount of hype he had coming out of school, and apparently, I they said yesterday. I read on. I listened to a podcast. They said he went to four straight Final Fours. Yeah, dude, he was he was great. I mean, like he he was crazy. His his top year, he had eighteen points a game, so not bad. He probably made the All Star team. Let's see his accolades a couple of times. But, I mean, like, I don't know, man. I feel bad because I feel like a lot of people talk trash about Christian Leitner. And, like, but just imagine getting to be around all those guys, even if you are the worst player among, like, every single one of those players, I think, is in the Hall of Fame besides him. Yeah, no, undoubtedly. Even even the people on the end of the bench uh, on those teams. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I think every single player, like, he's probably, like, the worst player. But, I mean, if I was the worst player... In a team full of Hall of Famers, like that's pretty great company. They were asking you today who is the worst player on that list, and most people said John Stockton, and he's the all-time leader in assists and steals in the NBA. So, like, that's the competition, dude. That's what I'm saying. That man. he was dealing with that, like, that's how good the competition was. And I, I think I just like watching that documentary. I think my one big issue with it was what I don't know if you saw what Ken Burns said who's famous for making, like, the baseball docs and all the other stuff. Yeah. He was, like, basically, like, I my issue with the doc is you can't have Jordan be the person who holds all the, the footage and, it, like, you know, you go to him and say, we can use this and use that because it influences a documentary. And I agree because, like, everything we're seeing is awesome, right? But it's, like, from Jordan's lens. Like, even, like, the stuff with gambling when they mentioned it, it didn't seem that bad. Like, I, I'm sure there was much worse stuff than they could have made about PTB that didn't make print just because Jordan was like, nah, it would make me look like a, a bad guy. Well, he's not the only person who does that. All the big names do the same thing. Oh, no, no. I, I mean, mean, but just like, if objectively, if you're trying to have a documentary about your, like, this thing, if you want the best possible documentary, you don't let the person that it's about be the one approving the footage, yes or no. Like, that was my one issue with the doc. Like, I enjoyed the hell out of the documentary, but... It's just one viewpoint. Like, he makes the Pistons to be the bad guy. Like, it felt for a lot of this documentary, it was blame every other issue on this team but me. Like, who leaked the stuff to the guy who wrote Jordan Rules? Like, everyone was like, it's Grant, Horace Grant. And it was not Horace Grant. It was not. It was Phil Jackson. It, like, it's been proven multiple times Phil Jackson was the one who leaked a lot of the information to Sam Smith, who was writing the book, you know? Yeah. Uh, like that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of the episodes seem like, oh, let's blame this guy. Let's blame Jerry Krause. Let's blame Scottie Pippen. Let's blame uh, Horace Grant. Let's blame etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, you know. But my favorite episodes in that series were definitely five and six. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah. Well, Michael doesn't seem like from every book I've ever read, anything I've ever read about him, he is so competitive and he's always like betting on himself. But I think he almost um all. <laughs> Literally and figuratively, to the point where I don't think it's like his mind's just not capable of saying sorry. <laughs> Sometimes, hundred percent, hundred. He like I mean, he brought the guy that 
beat him out for varsity in his sophomore year to his Hall of Fame speech to clown on him. Like, there's no doubt in my mind Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. Michael Jordan, the person, just seems like a D-bag. Like, I would not want to hang out with him. There's been so many stories about his entire demeanor. And he doesn't care because people have to respect him because he was so good at basketball. And he's this billionaire business mogul who owns the Charlotte Hornets who are perpetual garbage every other year. And people don't care because it's like, oh, Jordan, Jordan Brand, that gloss, that finish. It's like, basically, he's what the Knicks are if the Knicks were successful. I'm trying to visualize it. It's hard to visualize the Knicks being successful. Right? Yeah. Sorry, Knicks fans. <laughs> I, I, I see what you're saying where it's like because they're the Knicks, if they were good, you could hate them and no one would hear you. The the praise would be so loud that it would drown out anything you felt Yeah, I, uh, negatively. I, I, I got to send you this link on Reddit. There was this – there was like this forum – on like the internet where they had this site dedicated to hitting on Jordan and how he's like this inefficient ISO ball hog that like doesn't pass the ball. It was so goddamn funny. It was like reading Donald Trump tweets about Michael Jordan back from the nineties. I like, I need to find that already because it was so funny. It was like Wait, the original the, shit post. People, you said it was tweets. It no, it wasn't tweets. It was, it was like a form. It was like a like a that stuff had written back then. People yeah. had written back then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like like somebody found that website or whatever that was like, like Michael Jordan is an uh, inefficient ISO ball hog that doesn't pass the ball and he doesn't know how to play. Like they created this whole metric to like literally discredit him. They I forgot what they called it, but basically they added rebounds, assists steals blocks together and then divided by games or whatever that was a metric and they're like well charles barkley's a better player because his this metric is better than is like it's 45 like uh points higher than michael jordan that just proves like they're like michael jordan's not even a top 50 all-time player all time it was so funny well that's just false i mean yeah no it, it was per so and stuff like, like that in terms of like per and the other stuff they used back then he's like career-wise is like number one, two, or three all time. And then he's definitely the most effective winner, you know? No, it was it was funny because I think it was definitely written by a Knicks fan because they were like, you could have <laughs> taken Michael Jordan off that team no matter who it was, and they would have won those titles. And they were That's like, it could have been, it, they were like, it could have been anybody. It could have been Clyde Drexler. It could have been superstar John Starks. I was like, okay, first of all, superstar John Starks is, is stretching it to say the least. I was like, that is definitely a Knicks fan that wrote the site. They said anyone else could have won those championships. That's crazy. Dude, it's like the haters, you know? Like, there's people who, like, sit on LeBron's comments and, like, they just wait for him to post anything on Twitter and they just hate on him. It's, like, the same thing. They were the original haters. Like, Michael Jordan would have been eaten alive by the media today. Like, just everything that he did. He would have been. He would have like, quit. He would have just quit. Like I mean, he all like I mean, he pretty much did. He retired three times. So he was just sick of everything. I mean, like a lot of reasons why, but it was all factored I in. I feel it. I feel it, man. I mean, when I was when I, we watched when I watched the episode yesterday, and it was just like a day in the life of him having to walk by all these people, and then having to stay in the hotel because he can't go outside because of how many people want to talk to him and having to talk to the media constantly. Like, I get it. I see why he wanted to quit. I mean, bro, uh, yeah, but he I mean, he also got the perks with him. I mean, that's just the life of uh, a guy who's arguably, the at that point, was the 
most popular uh, superstar in any sport. I mean, like, I, was who that else enjoyable? was more popular in the world besides maybe, like, probably a couple soccer players during that time than Michael Jordan? No, I mean, I think back then, I think he they he's pretty well known, especially after the Olympics, that he was the most famous athlete on earth. Yeah, I but, thought it was interesting just the way he handled himself. Like, he pretty much said he wasn't a role model, like, when he didn't take a side against, like, that white guy who was running for senate i, to- I totally feel what he's saying though no like, i get what it. does he have to get what does he have to gain from that no 100 percent, 100 percent. i mean like i think that was the thing people made it like gatorade and nike made him out to be this impeccable guy that has no faults but the truth is nobody's like that and well, that's like, how I mean, marketing works <laughs> oh yeah yeah you're not gonna be like this is michael jordan he likes to gamble and he doesn't really like to stand up for causes but he's really good at basketball. Please buy McDonald's. Like no one's gonna do that. That's not marketing. But I I do think that people gave him way too much crap for the. I mean, I would have given him crap if he left. To I go know you. Or wait for what? For I would have given him crap if he would have left to go gamble the night before. Come on, man. I mean, like he obviously was out with they his won. Dad until twelve. Come on, man. You can't. I mean, like that's what he said, bro. That's what he his said. His dad backed it up. His dad backed it up, didn't he? I think. I, but that's what I'm saying, man. Like it's 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 the thing is like I there Even was other did, reports that he was a, there until two thirty a.m. He's a human being. Like he has a right to do things other than basketball. Oh, hundred percent. I agree. I agree with that hundred percent. He did plenty of things. The people he was hanging out with when he was golfing. Like the the way to describe one of these guys that he was hanging out slim or whatever, as a a golf hustler, that's the nicest way you can label a thug, and a guy who's probably been out of jail and like he's seen I've ever seen in my life. You know, like the guy's name is Slim, bro. You don't trust people named Slim. I I think I just can see where the media would be tiring in his life. Dude, I wish I could have been around for it. I would have been there hitting with them, just like I hate on LeBron nowadays. (laughs) I I don't think, I don't know. The media, I'm literally not famous at all, and social media wears me out. I cannot imagine what it is like to be him. And like anything, anything that I do is completely put under a microscope, and they're talking about me constantly. Like they know me and they and they, and they just don't. That like, if you ask me right now, would I rather have a hundred thousand in my bank account and nobody know my name, or five million in my bank account and everybody know me? Like I would, I think I'd rather have the hundred thousand because like, what kind of life are you gonna lead if you can just never be dog? I would be the exact opposite, but you know me. Well, wait, what do you get from being famous? I don't know, bro. I like having that clout. Like, I've never been one of those people who's, like, okay with just being normal. You know what I'm saying? But those know. people those people don't love you. They only build you up to tear you down. I mean, that's true. But, I mean, like, if I can inspire one person or help one person if I'm at that level, like, to me, I've done my job. And, like, at a certain point, like, that's, like, you know, when I chase after everything that I'm doing with stuff with sports media and stuff like that, obviously fame and stuff like that is cool. But, like, I want to be able to get to the top where I can give back, you know? Like, it's, it's about getting to a level where what I say and do matters. Like, if I go donate $1,000 today, like, as a kid, like, okay, cool. That's that's a great thing. But if you are an athlete or superstar and you go donate $10,000 per day or something like that, like, that matters because you're inspiring people to go do the same. If an athlete can go donate their X amount of dollars or go build a school or whatever, 
you're inspiring hope and change in some other people. Maybe they're not going to donate as much, or maybe they donate a dollar, but it's just about getting one more person to do it than before, you know? Yeah. Well, what if, what if I just wanted to be a rich person that gave money, but didn't stand in front of people or had to be constantly in the media to do it, you know? Yeah. That, I guess like, that's I, true I, also. I want to have the ability, like you said, to make a difference too, and to do things and, you know, to have influence, but I just feel like there's multiple ways to do it that are a lot less emotionally jarring than being a famous person. Being a famous person does not seem enjoyable like 90% of the time. I feel like you live one life. It'd be fun to be famous for a while, you know? It'd be fun to have people know me. Like, I wonder how Zach Lowe's life is. Like, there's probably a good segment of the population that doesn't know who the hell Zach Lowe is, right? But anyone who's a large portion. Sports, Anyone who follows sports. So if there's 300 million people in the U.S., I guess I bet you about maybe 10 million of those people know who Zach Lowe is. Probably more. Maybe. Yeah. Right? Would that would that be right percentage-wise? I wonder how life is for him. He goes to the grocery store with people like, Zach Lowe, can you tell me this basketball take? Or is it like most of the people who recognize get, him? When, but he goes, hey, I love you your writing. You know? Wouldn't that get old to you, though? Like That'd be cool, man. Store. It would probably get old, but I feel like it probably doesn't happen enough where he's level of fame. Like, he's not an athlete. He's probably on, not on that level of famous like a lot of these other guys. Like, I don't know how yeah. it is. But, I mean, like, I, 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 I wonder how it would be. Like, I mean, like, even for, like, Sopan, like, with him, he's done so much with his short career. He's only been in it for 10 years. He's a New York Times basketball writer. Like, do people go up to him on the street and be like, hey, what's up, bro? Like, you know? Like they don't well, know newspaper writing, I feel like probably not as much because, you know, that's just a byline more mm-hmm. than more often than not. So that's also I think true. The t- like TV media is where people really blow up because the, most Americans don't read a ton. And it's like that's where you see the faces that people will remember. Um, I'm really interested to hear because like I know politics is hard, but I just want to hear like how you felt about Michael not publicly supporting um, the North Carolina governor uh, because I feel like this is something that people feel very strongly about towards Jordan one way or the other. I mean, and I like, think I think it's it's I not. What you think? I think it's like one of those things. Like, if I knocked on LeBron for not standing up for like China, it'd be hypocritical for me to not knock on Jordan for standing up for his people. But also at the same time, I see where he's coming from in the sense that like you just don't have to do things because they're your same skin color or because you believe in one set of ideals over another. But like, if I was put in that position 10 times out of 10, I'd definitely be supporting. But I've always been a big advocate for like, you know, brown people doing like big things. Like if there's a brown person and I agree with their ideals and they're not like racist or like, you know, xenophobic or any like, like Bobby Jindal, I would never support that guy in any of his like runs for governor or senator or whatever because he was a freaking idiot. Like Dinesh Souza, like these two guys... Literally on the opposite end of the political spectrum. Like, I would never support those guys, right? Because I don't agree with their ideals. I don't agree with what they say. Like, Dinesh Lusa is, like, literally, like, I forget what the term is, but, like, it's, like, when people of color say what white people want to hear, but don't, but it has, like, it doesn't help your own race. Are you talking about an Uncle Tom? Uncle Tom or, like, a bootlicker or whatever. Like, that's what Dinesh Souza is, basically, you know? Um, 
And it, it's like what, he's like. Is it possible that he's just a human being that like believes that though? I mean, you I, like you got to look at some of his tweets, bro. They're bad. He's kind of racist. It's not good. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just saying I don't like when people assume that all you know white people think the same way and all black. Oh yeah, no, I, I don't think way. there's a, a set. It's not fair to that person because you're assume when you say that you're assuming that they're they're only doing this because they just want to appeal to a crowd. But it is possible. That they just think that way. Mm-hmm. I I don't know, man. Dennis Rusa is just weird, man. Like his like his. I, mean, I don't even book, know who that is. Uh, he has like an entire book written on like locking Hillary up. Like it just he just seems like a troll. Like I I didn't like him, but like just going back to the whole Jordan thing. Um, I don't know, man. Like I I think it, I it, I want to fault him for that, but at the same time I get where he's coming from. So I'm kind of split on that. Like I like it annoys me because like everyone always like social issues social issues like you should care about your race and stuff like that with everything happening like it's a good thing but also i feel like back in the day i don't know man like the the athlete that stands up for society stuff just wasn't as prevalent i mean there's ali there was a couple others yeah so i think with me i feel like it's not fair for people to expect that out of him i just think that like muhammad ali is like the example but there's so many people that don't, who just aren't as fav- famous as Michael Jordan, um, that they don't that they don't hop on, you know. And like Michael donated money to that candidate. He just he didn't want to deal with the media firestorm that was going to happen if he publicly supported any any political candidate. You know, it would be create a media firestorm. And I can completely understand. Excuse me. Why he would not want to? If I was a famous musician, if I was a famous um, reporter, if I was a famous anything, I would never speak about my politics because your branding, your your morality, everything that is you will now be put under a microscope by at least half if you do that, right? And maybe one side likes you more, but nobody really knows you, so they can't really love you. So it's like. Do you want everyone to just kind of like you all right? Or do you want half people to think that they that they love you and the other half to just want you dead? Because people are really harsh towards famous people. Completely I guess it's unfair. interesting because I feel like I have respect for people who go all in one way or the other. You know, like you go all in and supporting stuff. Like I respect for you to alienate like one side of the U.S. versus the other. I mean, like to me, I like if you were a fan, I don't understand why political ideals have to really, you know – do anything with your like for the player like uh, maybe you like this player a little more because he supports your political candidate or not but like i well, it's I easier to inv- that, it's easier know? to cheer for someone it's easier to cheer for someone when you feel like they're kind of like you and even if that they're really not like you at all if they're a little bit like you in some ways then it's like oh he's kind of like me but when people go around and they bash things that you like it's hard to get in their corner because you're like he would he hates me essentially you know or if he met me he wouldn't like me like what like i told my mom i have an easier time watching tv shows when i find the protagonist to be someone that i like right like um sometimes she'll be watching a show and i can't stand it it's because i just don't like the protagonist they're nothing like me they don't like people that are like me they are just not good people and it's like if they're not if i can't like find something redeeming about the main character of the show like why would i really want to follow them through like a journey yeah no i guess it's just like i mean like it's 
it's just the way you view things. Like I, I, I'm not like my thing is like the reason people hate on Jordan for that is because he's just so famous. You know, when people bring up LeBron and like the debate about the goat, the personality and like the way the players are, it just comes in because that's just another way to distinguish from one the other. You know. Well, LeBron likes attention, and Jordan didn't like it as much, and maybe... I mean, I maybe, don't know. I feel like Jordan definitely liked attention, too. Well, he liked... I, th- I feel like he liked basketball attention, but I don't feel like he ever just loved making commercials like LeBron did. You know what I mean? I mean, you saw him when he was making the Gatorade commercial or something, and he was just sitting there just, like, blank-faced. Like, yeah, he's getting paid for it, but I don't think he really enjoyed it. And it says a lot that once he finished basketball, he just vanished. You know what I mean? Like, he sells the shoes, and they make... Like, Jordan Brand is, like, very much alive and well. But it's not like he makes a ton of public appearances. Because I just don't think that he enjoys a lot of fame aspects. So it's not fair... To say, well, LeBron's better because LeBron's willing to speak his mind. I think LeBron is just a different person. Yeah, I, I think, think that's, Michael Michael that's donated the issue. Michael donated money to that political candidate they wanted him to support. Probably a ton of money, right? Behind closed doors, I'm sure he felt a certain way about this guy or that guy, but he just doesn't feel feel comfortable. I think I think that's just America. the issue, right? People use anything they can in the goat debate. Anything is on the f- the table. And I think that's where the issue comes in because, like, if you're talking about Michael Jordan and you're talking about LeBron James, both of them have had their issues with some of the things they've said and some of the things they've done. I'd argue LeBron just overall, at least his image that they've curated about LeBron, he just seems like a much better guy, like a person that I want to hang out with than Michael Jordan. Jordan just doesn't seem like a a good guy, you know, like off the court of basketball. If you want to give the guy a basketball and you say, get me a bucket, there's no chance I'm picking LeBron James. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. just it's just one of those things where you have to separate the player from the person. And you can't let the person affect the player as long as that person is not, like, doing something, like, crazy. Like, oh, if, if Jordan was racist or if LeBron was racist or something like that. Yeah. Then bring that into the court debate. Maybe that has some qualm in the whatever. But like, if it's like, oh, they didn't support this political candidate, or they misspoke here, or they didn't know what they were talking about in China, like LeBron did, or whatever, I feel like it has no value whatsoever. Yeah, I think the go debate, at the end of the day, the reason it never gets answered is because people value different aspects more than they value others. So I don't care about political ideas when it comes to the players as much as um, especially if, like, if someone's completely different than me or completely like me, then sure, I'll like them or dislike them a little bit. But if you're asking me who's a better basketball player, I just tend to see the basketball side and, and the wins and the efficiency and the, you know, the, the time of domination. So for me, I just feel like Michael's a goat, right? But my friend AJ loves LeBron and he values the off the court stuff more than I do. So for him, LeBron's an easy choice, Right. Or he values the all-around game over the scoring and the winning more than me, right? Okay, so I, I think the GOAT debate will never really be answered because people value different things and they feel like different things mean GOAT when they don't and, and vice versa. But yeah, I was just interested to see uh, what you thought about that because I feel like that's when when I've talked to people about Michael, 
especially with some of my friends who are not white. That's been one of their biggest critiques of him is that LeBron will speak out and Jordan won't. And I've always felt like, you know, I just don't think that Michael's that kind of person. I don't think he's a bad person. I don't think, I mean, sure, sure as heck, he didn't vote for the other guy. You know what I mean? It's just, he just doesn't feel comfortable sacrificing so much of his personal identity with so many Americans to make a point that really wouldn't have changed anything, you know, not really, not immediately. It would have cost him a lot more than it would have won him. Yeah, so. no, I agree. I agree. I th- I think it's just like that's like what you value in the goat debate and like the people versus or the person versus player aspect of it all factors in. I mean, like, like I, the only thing this documentary is Tommy, even though that it's from Jordan's view, like there's no doubt in my mind Jordan is not a very fun guy to hang out with. Like if you told me. You yeah, can hang out with Jordan, with or you that. can hang out with LeBron. I'd hang out with LeBron because I feel like I'd get something out of it more than I like. Even if LeBron is curated to be like this really nice guy, and he's not as nice, but I just feel like he'll be a better person. Everything I've seen about LeBron, the worst I can hate on him is for the the China comments and saying not one, not two, not three at some hype uh, protest or not protest. Sorry, like conference they had for the Heat stuff. I mean, like that's not that bad. Yeah, and I don't. I I think Jordan would probably, be he would be completely fine with you saying that. He'd probably be like, "Yeah, you're spot on. Like, you would rather hang out with LeBron than me." I just don't think he's. I think he grew up in a different time. I think he's just, it's just different. You know, he's a different person. But um, anything else you felt like talking about? No, uh, I, I think it's been good. I I hope you guys have been enjoying the podcast. Uh, keep subscribing please do follow us on itunes at two view crew uh anything else josh no nah, man i would just echo that and uh let us know what you want to want us to talk about it's uh hard to come up with content right now because we basically have last dance and that's it yeah so yeah. just tell us what you want to hear and we can go over it mm-hmm. yeah absolutely that's, that's all i got thank you so much guys